Welcome back to LiveAnimated.com. Let's learn something new. Tonight I have a very special guest with me. I used to work with this guy back in the day. We have Vu Nguyen. Hey, how's it going? It's going well, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing good. Thanks. That's awesome. That's awesome. All right, so what we're doing tonight, this is another interview session where we talk to a person who is in the games industry. We're going to look at their background and their past. What we're going to do first is hop on over to where they are currently, which is Lightstorm Entertainment. And Vu, you are a lab artist. Tell us, what is a lab artist and what do you do? You don't have to get into specifics if you don't want to, but what is it that a lab artist does? Well, a lab artist over at uh, Lightstorm Entertainment, um, they're more responsible for implementation of uh, 3D concepts that are actually put together by the art department. And in games, games were different because you have pretty much art and then you have coding and design. But uh, in, at Lightstorm, we didn't. We, we, there's an art department which I'm actually not part of, and they're more along the lines of uh, the design. They're just design. There's no limits to anything. They just design, make anything as possible, and they design it. And they don't have to texture it. They just give it to us. And our job as a lab artist is pretty much to, uh, you know, optimize, implement it, and get it ready, like game version. You know, make a game res of it so we could actually go in there and do a performance capture because that's actually what our job is: is to make a you know, Pandora in a 3D world. So is it like, is it mostly like uh, uh, propping out what is being used um, for the movie or propping out anything? Like you said, they just give it to you, they give it to you like grayscale or something like that where it's not it's not a final model and you have to make it more final? Well, no, actually they're, they will actually give us like a high poly model that they actually will model out in like a CAD because this will be later printed out as a 3D version. Oh, and, that's cool. you know, as this, version they give me this model and i'm supposed to match it dimension one to one and i pretty much take that model and i you know will optimize it retopo it you know do a lower and then take it into a substance painter to texture it and uh you know, and that's so it. that you can do like any other effects or anything in the films or in the the previs or anything you have to do uh, i mean it's pretty much just like getting a game game model resi oh, get your game model ready because we are doing um live capture and it's pretty much uh you know, rendered, being rendered dynamically, oh, right, nice. on, right on the fly, pretty much. Like, you mean like VCAM stuff, like on a stage, like on a... Yeah, uh, it's in a volume. Motion? We have a volume, and all their performers have their mocap suits on, mm. and uh, they're performing, and they're in their volume, but when you look at the monitor, you see the background, and then we build the physical set to match the virtual set. Uh, not, I mean, not exactly where all the touch points are. You know, those those points are pretty much where we try to match it that way. You know, when you see the movies, everybody's touching, and, and it looks super accurate and looks super real because they are doing it in reality, and it's a lot of, you know, the movie magic that goes on and how to make things look re realistic. But not all studios can do this. It's rather expensive because you have to have the virtual team and you have to have, you know, the realistic, you know, the, the pretty much the... the live team to, to build the sets and to build everything that's awesome so uh how big is the team as a lab artist are you working with a number of people who are lab artists and like what type of disciplines um encompass that like what is the team makeup like for a lab for what uh, you do we're our lab we're around like 30 people uh in our department um and we have guys that do layout too so they're kind of like world builders to where they take assets that already be created and they assemble them to to make like environment, make the backdrops, pretty much the scene that is uh, designed by the set dressers in the art department downstairs. They'll pretty much do the 2D concept. And it's kind of nice because like for me as a pretty much an asset guy, I'm the prop lead now. Um, oh, congrats, congrats. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Uh, it's nice because uh, we get concepts. 
you know, that's for, good. pretty much for almost everything that we have, we get concepts. And it makes it easier for you, right? So much easier. And I remember oh, in, awesome. in games, you know, it was just like, hey, writer, can I get a concept? <laughs> or they're like, they're like, hey, make something cool. I know, make something cool. She was like, uh, I'm a modeler, you know, I got to have, you know, um, so, you know, and just like back in the days, you know, all the time you just would make, you know, start modeling something and it wouldn't look good and you just throw it away and start trying to model something yeah. else. And, you know, it's it's just a lot better to have a concept taken out and, you know, something that's drawn out and thought out and designed out the proportions and everything yeah. are, are the way. And that way it's just a lot faster. That's awesome, man. That just, sounds fun. It so, sounds like your day-to-day is different. Like, it's not oh, yeah. the same thing every day or every week. No, no, because for me, too, I have to actually, my, my other job, my job, too, is to put out fires. So, uh mm. Those are fun. Yeah. There's a lot of times when things aren't accounted for. Yeah. And things just kind of slide through, though. Except it was just, oh, we, we need this done right away, or we needed this yesterday. And it's kind of, you know, it, it all kind of comes back to me because I'm the last in line. And That's awesome, man. I have to get it you done. You got to do the quality check. I do the quality check, but then, you know, I, I could get stuff done quick enough because I've been in the gaming industry a long time, and I've been used to doing stuff, low-poly stuff, so I know how to That's do, awesome. you know, low-poly stuff rather quickly just to get things done out and then later on, you know, it's good enough for the capture because they need it uh, to capture all the actions and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But once we capture, we have all that data that's stored and we could just go back there and um, rework the models, make the, you know, even redesign them as long as the proportions are the same, the dimensions, um, we could just constantly redesign them till, uh, you know, till until get, it works. Yeah. Until they get approved. That's awesome. dude. So it, I mean, it's, it's, it's quite a bit of a different process yeah. than games. But it sounds like you got a, a pretty smooth pipeline. Like it doesn't seem like you're just working off the cuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, I mean, there's tools and stuff, and there's a good pipeline that we have. But uh, there's always uh, some craziness. But I, I've gotten pipelined pretty well. You know, uh, I, I haven't not delivered what I needed to deliver. So nice. Uh, so the, the pipeline's good. pretty good. good. It's pretty pretty smooth, and I kind of, uh, you know, like a. I don't know. Like, like I said, I am working on the Avatar sequels. Oh, uh, Yeah, and uh, the one Congrats, thing... Congrats, man. Yeah, and thank you. And the one thing that actually, when I did get interviewed, um, one of the questions they asked me at the interview was, how are you at, you know, how do you handle being yelled at? You know, Uh-oh, just, what? <laughs> that, like, that was an interview question? Yeah, that was an interview question. I'm just like, and I'm just like, well... I'm married. My wife yells at me all the time. <laughs> so, that kind of set the tone. Yeah, so, I, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, so uh, so I guess I'm you know I'm okay with it. And yeah. it's like, well, yeah, you know, James Cameron is known to, to be mm. kind of harsh on his employees and yell yeah. at people and stuff like that. So, uh, but I'm sure it's all good. I'm pretty sure it's a blast and you're having fun. Like, it is a blast, people. and you know what? I I told myself he won't know my name. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, he won't my know. He'll know my face, but he won't know my name. Because I've messed up. He's not going to know. No, he's oh, not gonna, I got you. I got he's you. not going to yell my name because I screwed up and I made it to a point to yeah. where my work is not going to be, you know, the reason why he gets mad and the reason why things are being held up. So That's good. it's been two years and uh, I've been actually, um, they have a kickboxing class that he kind of organizes there in the morning. It's James like, Cameron does? Yeah. And what? I've actually seen him while they work out and they've been filming and doing the capture and he, he'll get up there and I actually walked by and I saw him and he was doing the bow staff. Because I've, I've trained in martial arts. I oh, wow. And I'm just like, he actually knows what he's doing. That's like, pretty I, awesome. I, I was watching him just like, his movements are trained. He's not just like, you know, some guy that That's like, pretty awesome. Around. Oh, you know what? Maybe he uh, takes like that Keanu Reeves approach and really learns it. Because yeah. in the movies, yeah, yeah. they're fighting and doing oh, yeah, stuff. So, he, so he, wants, awesome. he wants to actually learn it and stuff like that. So he kind of organizes that's awesome. this class. And uh, one of the other uh, co-workers, lab artist, told me about it. So I started going. But it's at 545 in the morning. Oh, man. That's so, some crazy discipline. Yeah, that so... Early. But, uh, you know, I, I wanted to 
you know, work out with the stunt people and the actors and yeah, stuff. Yeah, right, and, man. And I started turning out, and that's awesome. You know, I met, uh, I worked out with Stephen Lang, you know, the, the main villain in the movie. Oh and he, wow, and he's, just, he's a super cool guy. He's probably that's like, awesome. Yeah, he's way cool, and that's I worked awesome, out with some dude. Other. And then, so yeah, so I started getting to know him, and I, you know. We worked out with the group, and we started to interchange each other a little bit, and so he kind of, you know, worked out with me, and he kind of just saw that I had some, you know, uh, experience. Some in chops. Shorts. Yeah, some chops <laughs> and stuff like that, so, and then he would see me in the class again. I started to kind of go, but it's still early. I would, you know, fall asleep, not always make it up in time, but then he would see me and go, what's your name again? And he's like, Voo, Voo, okay, your name is Voo. And then, like, the last time before, they, they've, they've gone off to a different location to do some yeah. filming right now, and before, uh, the week before that, it was the class that I went to, it was just actually me, James Cameron, and the instructor for Dude, an hour. Dude, that's awesome, man. So it was, yeah, so I had an hour to, you know, you don't know how hard it is to get an hour alone with just, like, right? work-wise. Yeah, 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 People always have all these questions and want him to talk to him about And you're just stuff. hanging out. You're not yeah. trying to do business. And we're hanging yeah. out, and I worked with them. We went through all these drills, like weapons drills, and, you know, I'm training all this kind of stuff. So my movements were, you know, were experienced and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, we went through a lot of stuff, and, you know, me just learning the pattern, and, and I'd ask him about the pattern after class, and he would, you know, he, he needed to do stuff, but then we stop and we would show me stuff too and all this kind of stuff. And you know, all the stuff you're doing, you know, there's going to be some moves you're doing with him that's probably going to make it into the films. You know that, I, you know, right? You know, my, my goal is to gradually work with him and go, hey, you need some, you know, extra. They're going to have you throwing that mocap <laughs> suit. We're going to be like, oh my God, that's boo. Yeah. So, so that's, that's my goal. You know, it's something I that's wanted awesome. to do as a that's kid. That's awesome. Yeah. And uh, it's crazy because movies is what I wanted to do as a kid too. And, you know, somehow I fell in it. I never went to film school or anything like that. And, yeah. uh, you know, I just happened. To you got a wealth of experience though in the games industry that screams volumes. Yeah. Yeah. Film. That's, that's, you know, what, what brought me into it. Cause I knew that, uh, cause a lot of the engine stuff that we do has, um, you know, game technology. Cause it's, it's just like, maybe we're working in Maya and it's kind of like, we're, are you guys uh, doing like Maya and unreal or something? No, or no, is, is I, it Maya I, proprietary you, stuff? Maya proprietary stuff. Have you ever, seen how like uh god of war how they were doing their stuff how they were just riding all the you know they had an engine inside maya that they that they were riding all the mm -hmm. tools through and mm -hmm. stuff like that and mm -hmm. that's kind of how uh we're doing it they they just have their engine stuff and you know everything is done through there and uh um so it's just kind of like a game engine um that's pretty awesome that's pretty man much built inside and it's running real time, so wow. it's not like we're in a game where you build all the models and you compile it and, and then, then you, you hit play it. Yeah, you hit, hit you play. exe. Yeah, 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 yeah. But this is actually everything is being uh, done on pretty much real time, and we're recording it. And you know, they're having they're able to adjust like the detail levels on on stuff like that too, wow. and uh, hide stuff in there, recording it and. And you know some scenes are just really heavy, and they need to be optimized because a lot of times just for the shoot. Yeah, just yeah. for the shoot, and that's kind of like where you know my my game knowledge comes in. I, you know, I know once you learn the engine, you learn mm -hmm. how to try to optimize, get things to run better, and just like with the assets and stuff like that. I just had a lot of knowledge on how to make things optimized and how to make things clean and efficient. That really kind of carried over to a lot of uh, the film industry to what mm -hmm. we're doing in the pre-capture phase. That. Uh, it was kind of just like fit me perfectly, you know? I just kind of fell in there because it's kind of like making game masters, but then you want to make, you know, you have to make them efficient and actually make them look good too. So I just... That's pretty cool, man. Yeah, That's so pretty I, cool. Yeah. So um, as a as a lab artist, are you working on multiple projects or no, are just, you guys' teams like divvied up where, you know, you only get one project until it's done or do you do multiple projects? Uh, it's just pretty much Avatar 
two and three were the first ones that we. And played. I know that's probably a lot of work, yeah. so, but was, I'm just I mean, asking, it was, like, it was just because lab like, artist is new to me. I'm pretty sure it's gonna be new to a lot of people to know what that is, yeah. or even how to even get a job like that. Yeah, so yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. So I mean, it's uh, I mean, they, like I said, it's kind of broken up into do it's the the art par- art department, which is more like the design, creating the characters, creating mm-hmm. the sets, uh, designing stuff, you know, the look and scene, and then the lab. The lab part is actually to implement it, to get it to actually run, uh, to, okay. to make, um, to be able to portray it on a on a two D runnable area, and to be able to implement it to the physical area to where the you know actors and other performers use it. could use it, stuff like that too. So, all right, I, awesome, man. And uh, and That's they cool. and they are you know I'm not building the layouts, but those guys, they work hard. And they have a lot of uh, hours that they put in because sometimes yeah. you know they'll do stuff, and then the director will look at it and go. I want this, I want this, I want this, you know, and they have to make the changes right away. And yeah. it's kind of crazy how, you know, um, this but you're building things that, that they need or are they building everything and you're assisting, you know what I mean? Like uh, when they build out the level, do you help them out with certain models or do they just build uh, out what they need? Well, they get, I think they get a lot of the, the stuff from the set designers, the art department downstairs, okay. but they're building stuff with, like I said, CAD programs, like, ah, right, okay. you know, really high end programs. Uh, okay that are made for like um like doing interiors and stuff yeah, and doing, doing inter- like yeah. industrial design stuff so yeah pretty much yeah. like yeah interior industrial line design stuff because that stuff is actually it's being created being made actually too so oh, wow they'll give me like a big you know piece of uh this building that has to be that's a uh, important part for a lot of scenes and you know it takes a lot of time putting it and they're always constantly changing but once they had like the, the footwork and the grounding all set in stone to where everybody you know all the walking stuff mm-hmm. they built you know they built the physical part so wow. where they can interact with it and they try to you know it has to match one-on-one so everything matches that's some um, crazy compositing that y'all probably got to keep track of oh yeah and and just uh having to coordinate everything and having to make sure that uh you know they have the most latest stuff and you're not making changes to where it's already being built and you know, that change is done and things aren't lining up and someone's gonna get in trouble because that's yeah. a lot of money spent, sounds like you know? sounds like a lot of file management yeah. do you guys have you don't know how many coordinators that's what i was going to ask do you guys have like producers and yeah, producers, all this? but we have so many quarters coordinators each department has at least like you know one or two coordinators wow. trying to you know, communicate because in games like i said we have a uh, art design coding and then qa those are the main departments that you have um but in film you know we have art department the lab we have costumes, we have Zulu, uh, we have the camera guys, we have editing, we have makeup. There's so many, you know. You guys probably got a full audio department? Audio department? The, yeah, there's just, I mean, you know, there's probably departments that I'm missing too. You know, we got the Kabuki people, which are the, the face verts, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's, you know, they're part of the lab, but they're, you know, they're doing different stuff too. And then there's the composite, the composite, the Sync, you know, there's different like animation teams too that are like kind of like is there like rotoscope people, but then there are also the motion caption cleanup the, artists. Yeah, the motion, yeah, the motion capture, the sequencing people. That's what they're kind of called sequencing, so they could clean up a lot of the animations and yeah. stuff like that. So uh, yeah, all those all those departments are there. Just that's to awesome. kind of all have to mingle in there, and just so many different people having to coordinate between everybody, and and it's nuts. Yeah, a bit. Know? And then you know you have, you know, all the like the actors and people with their own personal assistants and this is when you actually oh see the, my the god just yeah, like, hey, yeah yeah you didn't get me my right sandwich the other way go back and go get me you know make me what i want and stuff like that so wow. it's you know it, it is like that you know you have your pa wait you don't have you got a pa i don't have a personal oh PA. okay i gotta I say lab, what i have a lab pa and okay. you know when i do need stuff and do need dinner i could ask him yeah yeah and stuff like that to 
to actually uh, go out and get stuff. So yeah, we do have a PA. He's not for my, the department. Yeah, yeah, for the department. He's not my you know personal, personal yeah. one, but uh, we do have a PA. Um, that's awesome, man. It sounds that sounds pretty amazing. I'm very happy for you. That's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, because it was like. I was in games for a long time, and um, you know, I was at Sony for like 14 years, and then. Well, let's talk about that. Yeah. Let's talk about that. So, okay. what I like to do is, uh, we like we just talked about, you know, where you are well, now. Yeah. We're gonna go back and talk about your history a little bit, and okay. and see, you know, how you came to be where you are. So let's just go down. We're on LinkedIn right now. We're gonna go down the education, and it looks like you were at. Palomar College, Design and Applied Arts, in yeah. from '94 to '96. What was that all about? Well, I've, I've I've never heard of Palomar College, and I was still in uh, I think high school. You <laughs> so, so you've been in the industry way longer been, than me. I'm yeah. going on 20 years, so you yeah. have been here for a long time. Uh-huh. But what? How did? What were you doing at Palomar College well, for um, the design program? Back when I was going to school. When you wanted to be an artist, you know, it was a starving artist back then, you know, they weren't. Really, yeah, that time was, that was a different was, time yeah, period. There right weren't there. really games that you could kind of go into and, you know, to get into the films. It was really specialized. You had to go to pretty expensive schools to get like the training and to do 3D graphics, you had to go to a CGI machine, which was what, a $200,000 freaking. Yeah, you're talking about those blue machines, yeah, right? Yeah, big workstation CGI yeah, machines yeah, back yeah. then. Cost I like, remember those. Yeah, like $200,000 for one work machine. And, you know, that's the type of stuff you know you needed to get in 3D, but um, everything was nerves. I think everything was nerves yeah, based. There was yeah, no like yeah. triangles or polygons yeah, yet. No polygons or anything like that. And it was a uh, alias wavefront. Yep, the, that's right. Yeah, that's yeah, what CG that's what actually what I worked on yeah. when I first started. So, when I first started, they only had the blue uh, SGI machines yeah. that only had that program installed on it. You yeah. couldn't put anything else on it. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. That's cool. So, so yeah, so I started off in that. Um, but no, I. You know, I made the decision that I wanted to do art. I ever since I was a little kid, I always, uh, you know, made stuff, did Legos, mm-hmm. and like build stuff out of cardboard, and and you know was really like kind of hands-on, wanting to make stuff and sculpt and all this kind of stuff. And now you don't have high school on here, but did you do art in high school too? I did. Like- I did actually. I started. Um, I mean, I was doing art pretty much since I was like seven years old. I kind of oh, wow. I kind of knew we. You know, even like when school, I kind of knew like my. I always would get praised. I always would be like the best artist in the class. And whenever we had like arts and craft, my stuff always, you know, kind of stood out from all the other classes, other other students. So I kind of knew that, you know, I was. You had something. Yeah. That I, and, and, you know, and then when I went into elementary school, they had this gate program back back in the days, gifted and talented education for cool. uh, kids that they thought and had, you know, that kind of stood out a little bit more. And uh, so they put me that in like, the earliest possible like first grade so who was your motivation was that was that your parents that did that or was it an uncle or aunt or something like that or was it all you and your parents were just like all right do it nobody wanted me to be an artist everybody's just be a doctor be an engineer that's all my parents you know go to school be a doctor i'm just like i want to do art you know i i'm did a teacher get you pushed into that gate program or like i mean they saw i mean it was just something that they yeah i mean i think it was more like my speech teacher actually because when i was a kid i couldn't say r's i'm a rabbit you know you know it was just you know bad bad r's bad l so i I had a a speech teacher and i think she kind of saw some stuff and then she kind of mentioned it and but again i had really good math scores which was one thing um math was really natural for me when i was a kid and i pretty much kind of was you know either the top three one of the top students in math you know continually so you know that was another one of my talents math and sciences so that kind of helped me through in in geometry which was part of the math i was kind of natural back in then that kind of and that definitely helps you with art yeah it helps in the modeling and you know being able to see the shapes and break you know break down shapes into um fractional dimensions you know their Mm -hmm. degrees to Mm -hmm. to be able to you know 
pose and combine stuff in instead of having, you know, because a lot of times you duplicate stuff and a lot of things are, you know, just radial um, duplications of things too. So mm-hmm. you just got to learn geometry and the math to apply to that. But uh, So you did the gate program. After the gate program, you're, you're, you went way back to like seven. So after the gate program, you did uh, art all throughout middle school, yeah. high school. I always, like even like in school, I mean, I started doing drawing. I always had like an art class in there. Uh, even when I started getting, like art contests and everything just, too. Yeah. Like, did you do anything? Did you sell anything? Not you know? really, but not until I got to the high school part. I, I started to do drawings and stuff like that, and I started, you know, getting those stuff. But it wasn't until I started to to get into the three D stuff, the ceramics, the sculpting. That's when uh, um, I really, you know, I really started to get like noticed, and you know, that's where. Um, I think that was my strength because I'm more of a 3D person. Like my drawings were good for when I was young, Mm -hmm. but as I got older, um, I wasn't really trained professionally to draw. So I don't have like right now my drawing isn't that good. Like well, you haven't been practicing it. Yeah, yeah, and it's and definitely now the skill is out there, and people are just there's just like really good. There's a lot of amazing people out there. Yeah, so I was never. But it's good you went towards 3D, man. I mean. At that time period, I think people were mostly going to like illustration if they mm-hmm. stayed with flat art. Yeah. And uh, there has been a lot of times where you see illustrators trying to get into the games industry, but they don't have a 3D, 3D background. Yeah. And it's kind of late to the game to, to start in mm-hmm. some cases with a person that's uh, potentially like that much older. Yeah, um, definitely so. because you're competing against kids that start young yeah. nowadays and stuff yeah. like that. But, uh, but yeah, so I just got into that and, um, you know, I, I just wanted to do art and I, you know, I wanted to do movies and movies and games. If you know, I just wanted to do movies and games. I knew that uh, that was your motivation. Yeah, I knew that. I'm just like, there's a computer. I could learn the computer and I could do art and then I could make a decent living. I'm not going to be starving. So that was my motivation. I kind of knew that, you know, the future was turning around. I kind of foresaw that uh, the computer was going to be the aid to kind of providing That's good. creative people with, uh, you know, a job, uh, occupation that where they could be creative and not struggle. And that's, I guess that's a lot of people's dream is to be able to be creative and, yeah. and you know, make and a living. Make a living off of it, yeah. yeah. So what were, so design and applied arts, what were some of the things they were teaching you there? Was it just the basics? Was it things you already knew because you had an art background back at the time? Which, at which school? At the Palomar College. Oh, um, you know what was good about that school is they actually um, had a pretty refined art program that was developed because they had teachers that went to Art Center and came, you know, had their uh, schooling through t- uh, art center, and even some of them went back there and got the masters and stuff like that, and came back to the Palomar College and actually taught what they knew from art center, you know, the curriculum to, in Palomar College. So I kind of sought after those teachers, and I, um, you know, exposed to art center and you know, kind of the militant approach of uh, discipline and of you know, forty thumbnails, you know to, you know, get in there and, and, you know, work things out and get your ideas out on paper, you know, get all those thumbnails and try and iron out your ideas before you start to, you know, move on to, you know, the more finished pieces and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And that kind of was like a, the foundational part of my drawing was just to, you know, get in there and do the designs, you know, do designs. It's awesome. And, uh, you know, back then I was learning uh, the graphic design too, because I, t- I took, I tried to spread out my, um, my disciplines. I did a, uh, illustration class i did a photography photography and then i did a graphic design because they kind of all kind of intertwine and and having the ability to understand one kind of helps influence the other departments. you mean they intertwine by their discipline yeah. or just how they were teaching all this stuff at the time well i mean you, they all complement one yeah, another compl- well if you're going to do illustration you need to take your own references so i kind of figured that and i kind of started to fall in love with photography too because i was doing the black and white and you start to really understand um 
how light works and you understand composition yeah, comp- well not really composition but just like letting light in you know just oh, okay. the burn, you know just lighting of black and white and just understanding how light and photography works and then the composition too and that helped you with the when i was doing games too because when i was building worlds i would actually compose scenes as a photograph you know mm. i would always try to make like cinematography always make like my scenes where where you're guiding your characters through you you try to compose like a nice composed uh, cinematography awesome. scene so when players are going through you know at least when they're looking there there's you know the comp you know there's the thirds the different angles and you know things in different spots that you're kind of paying attention to photography because you know that's what i wanted i wanted people to wherever they look it would be like it would look like a photograph yeah. so um that's awesome keeping yeah. all that stuff in mind that's pretty cool like uh it seems like you got your eye refined really early in college that's i did pretty cool. i did yeah I, I took a lot of different stuff and i even took like graphic design and i had to do stuff to where you had to do inking and i knew from there that i needed the computer because i could never get anything perfect when i had to do mm. everything hands-on and i always would somehow mess up and get a little scribble I'm just ah, was there photoshop at that time there was photoshop it was photoshop 2.5 oh, wow and illustrator i learned illustrator first and photoshop 2.5 was right when they were starting to get color in there and um 3d wasn't really a thing yet the first 3d program i used was this software called a uh, form z in college it mm. was uh back in 95 maybe mm-hmm. and uh, I d- it was just using primitives to make stuff and i made wow. like a lamp and some other stuff with like a kind of curly gooseneck thing kind of crazy little, silly little lamp and it ended up being one of like uh, the publications for them for this That's cool awesome. stuff like that so i started to kind of learn a little bit of the 3d back then um and then for some reason i knew a girl that was taking some of the classes with me uh you know good looking girl um she was in the graphic design classes, man. She was a dancer by trade. Mm-hmm. She did modeling and stuff like figure drawing model. And she actually would figure draw at a, be a model at the Sony studio in San Diego. Oh, nice. She was one of the uh, life drawing type life people, drawing, right? Yeah. And um, she would go and model over at the Sony studios for the PlayStation. And she was doing the art classes too. But then like one of the female um, art leads over at Sony kind of made a friend of her and actually this new project was coming on and she knew some 3d and knew some stuff so they kind of brought her on as a you know temp artist and stuff like that and me that's and awesome would always try and get each other jobs and yeah yeah she actually uh got me an interview and it was like for like D kind of rpg stuff and you know i really didn't fit their their uh their culture and stuff like that and i went and had a v interview but i you know i never played you didn't D&D. Yeah, yeah and i wasn't like I didn't, you know. You I weren't a fanboy, so you didn't uh, have like that yeah. passion to be like, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, Magic and, missile, but my blah, stuff blah, blah. good, <laughs> and I was doing good 3D, and and then she, I guess she threw a fit. She's like, just because, booze, not a gamer, hardcore gamer, not hard, blah blah blah. And then you know, I guess they're just all right. They freaking kind of caved in, and and they brought me in and gave me a temp job, and you know, I pretty much. Uh, so wait, so you did an internship. While you were, I wasn't college? really intern. It was it was a a temp job. It was kind of a, a temporary. You know, it was. Geez, we started off with only like ten dollars an hour. You know, back then, and it was just kind of a, you know, it was for EverQuest. It was never done before. It was kind of like a, a, um, concept that they had. You know, D and D three D massively multiplayer game, and they had like a previous game that they had like network, uh, engineered for. So they had like a, a prototype really to kind of get into their. And it was a tank game, and they used that for a prototype before they met, launched this multi massively multiplayer game that was still new because the internet was only like a few yeah years. yeah you talking about it was still like what Netscape yeah. and Alta oh, yeah. Vista oh, yeah, and stuff yeah, yeah. like it's that still right dial up yeah yeah dial up type of modems and stuff like that back in the days too so so yeah so 
so yes, yeah, so I just got into that and somehow uh, established myself, did some good work, and was able to uh, f- just get stuff done for them when they step when stuff needed. I always, that's awesome. you know, when you know things needed to be done, I always was able to step up, and that's kind of been my uh, kind of my calling too, and my my. Um, know how what you know my reputation throughout my industry is just like yeah they could always kind of rely on me when counting you to get stuff done so another thing i like to do we're talking about your you getting your feet wet you're at polymer college so what i like to do too is do some retrospect so like this is opportunity to say like um what would you would you have changed anything differently and so what i'm what the goal is i'm trying to look for here is for people that might be in your same shoes they're still in college right now what are some of the things that if you look back now with your experience and go, man, I probably should have did this, I probably should have did that, or maybe I wouldn't have changed anything, what would be what you would um, look back on to your experience at Palomar College and go, woulda, shoulda, coulda, or for the people now, what are the things that they can do now that they haven't thought of that will make them be in a better light to get a position in the industry or to get noticed or... So that's what that's what I like to do. So we're gonna do a retrospect. Yeah. Um, so at Palomar College, if you just look back, think back to all the time you're there. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of the things that that you would either change or you could say to people in college right now to say, hey, always focus on this or always do this, um, that you think would be helpful from from your experience. You know, I I think my experience at Palomar College was really good. I that's awesome. You don't you don't hear that often from people yeah, that mean, they always like, man, I should have did this or no. I shouldn't have been messing around with this chick. Blah blah blah. You no, know? my thing was I th- I probably should have, you know, chased more chicks. <laughs> you <laughs> you were in your prime. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but no, I mean, yeah, I mean there were some distractions, girls and stuff like that. But um, but no, I, I actually that school was really good. Uh, it it was prepping me to go to a art center, and I was trying to work myself up there and uh it was good because i didn't have to take out any loans you know i wasn't really sure what i wanted to really do yet but i knew once i started to go to palomar and started to you know the first three semesters out of high school i just took uh, general ed mainly three or four general ed classes and then i took one elective and that elective was usually an art class or something like that just because um you know i wanted something fun to do but once i got my elect my um requirement out of the way my general ed stuff then I started to really focus on the electives and trying to spread out different electives and and uh, it was a good chance for me to kind of figure out which art I liked and which ones I were I was good at um you know I really started to dive into the computer and I, I figured that was pretty much my strength with the computer and I actually did my ceramics in high school and I was doing my sculpting and uh that's where I kind of learned that I was good at 3d because in high school when I was doing ceramics I ended up being the teacher's assistant I ended up teaching the students I ended up doing my sculptings and bringing stuff at home and sculpting at home and and firing and actually having art shows and having the most art pieces and then having teachers ask you know offer to buy my art actually offer to buy my art pieces I think they were just trying to help motivate you man no they, they wanted that's that's a good thing no yeah. that's a good thing for teachers to do I mean because it makes you feel like oh man you yeah. know they want to buy my work yeah 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 and stuff like that too. And, it's motivating know, so um so that's where I kind of noticed that I was, you know, good at 2D and people were just like, hey, make me this, you know, and, you know, people were at trying to get me to make stuff for them all the time. That's awesome. That. So I, so that kind of, sh- you know, showed me that I was more of a 2D person and uh, Palomar got me the, the commercial stuff, like the design stuff. Like I was able to take graphic design. I was taking it from teachers that mm-hmm. went through, you know, art center. Mm-hmm. So they had like professional knowledge and they were professionals already. So 
for what I paid was like back then was like thirteen dollars a thirteen dollars a unit. 40, oh wow! Yeah, times are different yeah, then. That's $40 crazy. Forty dollars for the class, and then you know, and then um, you know your art supplies. So you were able to go in there and just kind of you know I went to JC for like five years. You know, I took a lot of different art classes, and then I was actually going to transfer, but then I got the job, and, you know, after five years of uh, a community college doing uh, the classes and stuff like that, I pretty much was pretty set to go. I came into the... Oh, is, is Palomar Community College? Yeah, it was oh, a okay, community college. Yeah, it was a community college, and I was going to transfer from there to, art, to the art school afterwards, but I got a job, you know, working uh, at Sony where people, you know, what was, what's the point of going back to school paying all the money to go back to school and coming back and get the same job, you know? So I just kind of uh, continued to work and... Uh, um, oh, wow, yeah, so it does It does jump. Let's go back, let's go back. So yeah. at Palomar, you went from Palomar to your first job at Sony. Yeah. I just noticed the dates on there. Yeah, and then so I actually... So did you go in as a senior artist right off the bat? No, 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 no. Oh, okay, I, okay, okay. No, no, So, I, yeah, how did... How did you How did you get introduced to Sony? How did you get that position? Well, what like happened I said, there? I was telling you about my friend who was in, you know, in for the RPG. The girl, movie. right? The girl. She oh, so it in. was for this. Okay, okay. Yeah, and that was for Sony. Yeah, and I didn't know it was for Sony. Yeah, so uh, and it, and we were kind of like a prototype kind of concept game that was kind of not really done yet. So, you know, they he, they just needed a bunch of like cheaper, newer people to kind of work on it. So they, there was a lot of juniors that worked on that project so I was one of the juniors that came on there and I, I learned through there and I um, ended up you know picking the tools and applying the knowledge that I did from yeah. you know, all other aspects and it was more the the disciplines that I learned like I, I took a typography class where yeah. I had to actually draw out lettering and stuff like that but it, w it wasn't really the typography stuff that taught me it was actually learning to look to figure out what to look for because you're learning the spaces in between the type and you're actually learning to see you know how how the color balance the balance stuff, right? and the color from the weight of the the color and the weight and the shapes and you could you, then you start to kind of see like the little spaces to where in between the the words where okay that space is too big and the, you know it doesn't look balanced and stuff like that and that kind of develops your eye to where you know how to use negative space negative better. space and just being a little bit more keen on just details and stuff like that so um i think yeah i, I think it's good to kind of expand your knowledge yeah. and just kind of learn a lot of different things. That's awesome, man. You have a lot of stuff. I didn't know. I didn't know you had uh, all that under your belt, man. That's sculpt, crazy. Well, sculpting, photography, drawing, graphic design. Yeah, yeah, a lot of that. So on here, if you look at the dates, so you went back to school. Yeah. So you went back to school in between being at Sony already. Yeah. Some people would have just, I'm in the industry. I'm staying in the industry. I'm just gonna learn as I go. But you went back to school, so you went back to San Diego Mesa College. Yeah. So what? You went there for something even totally different for your business Bus degree. Business, yeah. So what were you? What was on your mind? Did you did you start to think like, ah, uh, this may not be for me. I don't know if I want to go into games. You're no. like, I need to. I I, I want my entrepreneurial I, to kick in. Okay, I kicked ass. Okay, coming into the game, <laughs> I kicked ass. Okay, and our game did well. I made money, and uh, I made enough money to where I was able to purchase my my first. Uh, house at the age of 27 oh snap baller yeah, yeah. nice so, man yeah, so in I, california in in la jolla utc san diego okay san diego yeah that's yeah, california yeah yeah so i got i got a you know i got my first property at at 27 i made money off the the housing market i bought a brand i bought a brand new convertible m3 at the age of 20 29 oh my god and then by then i was just staring at my car and go 
okay, this is what I, you know, what do I do now? You know, I yeah, got to yeah, the yeah. point where I wanted to, and then, you know, it's kind of, it was kind of, it's kind of a weird feeling because you feel like you've made it, but then it's just like, what do you, what do you do now? Yeah, you feel accomplished, but then you got to set more goals. Yeah, man. then you that's can't what just, the, yeah. So that's what happened. You set more goals, but then they weren't the right goals. They were to make more money, you know, just to, you know, just, just to ma- to maintain the lifestyle you're trying to lead, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> to, to be a ball, you know, to, to be a little bit more flashy and stuff like that when I was younger and, and, you know, be a little, I was a little cocky and, you know, probably a little shit, you know, a lot of people probably didn't like me and stuff like that. And I, and I, well, you don't come across that way to me in the time that I met you no, and we worked was, together. This was when I was young. I'm 22, out of school, you know, I'm making all this money, I'm freaking, you know, without having to go to school, any kind of knowledge that all these people do, I'm doing better than them. So right. I kind of have a little bit of attitude. You know, uh, okay. You're seeing them just like, you know, I felt golden, you know, like, you know, this is just, and I was at golden at this, at the workplace too, but then, um, you know, things don't always maintain, the yeah. games don't, you know, then, you know, EverQuest was doing well, it was making a lot of money. You know, I was making good money, but then Worlds of Warcraft came along. Oh man, they changed, they changed <laughs> then, the game yeah. up, dude. They changed the game they, up. Yeah, and they just kind of, you know, took the, you know, took the the majority of our market and stuff like that. So things didn't work out well, and we tried. The company tried to re, um, you know, try to recreate that hit with other other games and other genres, but you know, it doesn't work like that. You know, you always think you can reproduce it, but lightning doesn't always strike you know twice in the same place. So. Uh, mm-hmm. So that didn't happen. So, um, you know, and I made some money. So I purchased some other properties and then things didn't go well. Uh, oh, yeah, from the 2008. Yeah, the, and then, the, you know, oh, the market started to crash. And, you know, I was kind of like at the top of like my credit, you know, of like on expenses and stuff like that. So yeah. I had like a lot of expenses going up. But then like, Mark, you know, things started to crash. I started to lose money. And I'm just like, okay. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with money. You know? yeah. <laughs> and so that's I, why you went to school for business. Yeah, yeah. I was actually that's smart. Trying, I was smart. actually trying to like do it with your real estate. You know, I was, you know, do little seminars, a little bit of studying through real estate. So I figured, you know, if I could learn a real estate market, you know, I could try to maintain, but, um, you know, but I, I did okay. I, I still have one property that I, I have my knowledge and stuff like that, but I didn't do as well as one. I lost money in property. So I told myself, okay, you know, you need to be educated in business. And actually, there was another thing to where my a friend of mine did have an invention that he was trying to work, and uh, I put money into it, and I was going to, if things went well, I was going to actually, you know, be one of the, you know, top executives in that company. So I kind of mm-hmm. wanted to prepare myself right, just right. in case that happened. No, that's smart. So, um, that's smart. So while I was working pretty much full-time at Sony making games, I would actually go to school right after and commute about a half hour to, to go to a community college for about four years I did that and took two classes a semester in business and uh that's what the is that what the San Diego Music College you went to you went to college it looks like twice while you're still at Sony yeah yeah well San Diego Mesa College to transfer to San Diego State oh okay okay so and now San Diego State has back then not then but before like in like 30 years it was a party party school you know it was Mm. just a bunch of party school but now it's actually a, a, a really good business school um, and the sports schools are good. And the sports there are good. So they have like a hundred thousand thousand applicants a year now. Oh wow! So um, I was able to make it in, and you know I had a pretty good GPA going into going into there. So they, they the curriculum wasn't too too hard or much of a difference. I mean, because you was, you're already hard. working, you're already making money. It was hard. I mean, I, I'm not gonna. Say it was hard to stay focused, right? Um, I mean, I'm pretty good at being focused. It okay. Was just, it just took a lot of 
time and energy because I, you know, I did give up on a lot of stuff and I pretty much was working full time. I'd right. go to school and I'd come home and, you know, study. And one time I, I don't know why, but I decided to try to finish a, a algebra course at a, a home online algebra course in six weeks to get past this one math course. It was like the, you know, the last algebra course and it was, it was hell. It, I mean, I would go home right after work and probably do work for about six or eight hours in algebra for six weeks. Just was it because, did you procrastinate or no, were you just, just like, hard. Oh, okay. So you had to study, actually I had had to study, study hard. I had to All study right. and, and learn this stuff and then I would have to go and do problems afterwards. Oh, wow. And it was, you know, a six week course and, you know, it was just constantly, you know, moving, you know, moving on to new material. So I yeah. had, I had to learn the material. So, you know, it was just, you know, I, I just had to be, you know, be disciplined go down and drink coffee and bear down and read and study and, and get all, you know, go through all the math problems and, and make sure, you know, I studied it and stuff like that. That's so, crazy. But then I got, you know, but then, yeah, I, I got accepted in the college and, you know, that was kind of fun. That's pretty cool, man. But so the Nomen, that's the the workshop, right? But so where does that, where is that coming to play? I don't see any dates. I don't yeah, see yeah. any information on there. What was that? Did you take a class? Or no, something no. Or? So what, what ended up happening, you know, after being in the career for so long, um, you know, these are some of the, the mistakes that I made in my professional career. Okay. You know, I, you know, I got pretty comfortable. I got pretty complacent. And after I was making my money and we got bought out by Sony online. So um, I didn't really have as much of the influence that I had when we were a smaller company because we were a bigger company. And now there is like these managers coming in, and these other managers. And you know, if I were to work hard, these guys actually would take the credit for it, and they would. Ah, uh, I see, I see. So, like the structure was starting to come into yeah, play. Yeah, the structure was starting to be a big company, and then I just started to feel like there's these people coming in and then trying to take credit, and and they're not, you know, in the game industry, they're not always leaders. You know, you don't always have like that the highest level of demographical people in there. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. so you know the people that are more looking out for themselves than other people. Mm -hmm. um, so. I just felt like, well, I'm not going to bust my ass for you if, you know, if there's nothing in it for me, if I'm not, you know, if you're going to take all the credit. So I kind of started to kind of play the game a little bit. And oh, just, man. Just kind of, you, what? You kinda, I mean, and you, you make mistakes, you know, it's just yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah. you, you're young. You're just like, whatever, I'm, I'm making money. I'm doing good. I'm just going to, you know, I get my bonuses. I get my, you know, my quarterly profit sharing stuff so i'm just gonna sit here did that did that last for a long time was, I was there here for 14 years you know oh then, my god all uh, right so yeah so i so the the workshop was only for you to like just hone in on your skills more or well, so did you work there no 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 so the company so towards the end of that my my stay at sony they they just started to go downhill in okay the profit and it's been it was kind of <clears throat> years in the making and they were doing layoffs for like three or four years before that. And right. Gradually, Sounds like how things are now. Yeah. And places. gradually, um, you know, they, they hadn't been profitable for a year and they were trying to gradually sell the company. And it got to the point to where, you know, I was kind of untouchable for a while. And it got to a point to where, you know, there were really no more untouchable people. Mm. And so, you know, it was expensive. And the, my producer at the time really, I didn't work for him that long. So I didn't really have history with him. And mm. he really didn't know who I was. He all he saw me as was expensive freaking expensive uh, that's unfortunate yeah, yeah it happens that happens a lot when people come onto the team and they don't know yeah. how just not how valuable you are and how much you're costing the company but just like 
how valuable you are to the team and the success and how long you've been there and why the company has been successful because you're there. That sucks, man. That's, I mean, it, it happens, it, but it that needed, sucks. It needed to happen to me because, you know, my... It was my, like the kick in the pants for you or something? It was a kick in the pants. It was a piece of humble pie, and, you know, my head wasn't in the right place. So uh, once that happened, um, you know, I was kind of in shock, but, you know, they kind of helped, you know, they gave me a severance check and, they, you know, tried to assist me in, you know, getting a new job and stuff like that. But, but this is where it the Palomar, just the Palomar education kind of came into play to where it's just like, I only have a call, you know, a college level education. I'm not, I don't have this art school education, this gnomon education that kids, you know, have nowadays, mm-hmm. you know, you could go to these art school now and get like these, get this, you know, education of how to, you know, do all this problem solving, how to design and, you know, concept, you know, all the, all the training that they pay for to get you to get, you know, these good work habits of being able to go from scratch to finish right. projects and stuff like that. Right. And I kind of lost that track a little bit mm. because I didn't really go to the, the really high end schools and stuff like that. And I didn't have the, well, they weren't available at the time. They weren't available at the time too. And, um, so I kind of didn't have the connections. So I had three art tests right after I got laid off and, uh, they were so, you know, they were for blizzard, naughty dog and, um, avalanche studios. And, uh, you know, I didn't get one, and I, I, you know, I just got married, and I knew if I didn't get any of the jobs that it was going to take me a, like, at least a year to. Right, it's hard if you. It's hard if you're out of the industry for a long time, yeah. and like a long time is like three to six months. Yeah, I know. And then once that happens, you're just kind of like, man, am I going to find work after that? Yeah. So, so I went through a phase to where, um, you know, I didn't get any of the jobs, mm-hmm. and I just kind of knew. I'm just like. You know, I didn't want to tell the wife. Yeah, you know, yeah. But I'm just like, um, yeah, I just need to take some classes. So I'm, you know, so. Ah, uh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So I, I well, did have. sense. So I, you know, I did have my properties and I used to hold on to them and, you know, try to pay the balance, but I kind of just, you know, decided to let them go. And yeah. then I ended up having to lose my home in San Diego because I, mm. I didn't pay on it. I wanted to keep my, my money. So I would Did you have, try renting it out? No, I lived there. Oh, okay, okay, okay. I lived there for a year without paying. You know, so that was, yeah. So that was my. Th- I, I stayed there until they kicked me out. So that way, I did all my training through there and stuff like that. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> wait, wait. Okay, 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 okay. Things were good. Money was good. Uh-huh. You bought a house. I bought four properties. Wait, but okay, but you bought a house yeah, first. Yeah, and then I and you money. didn't pay it. You didn't pay your mortgage. No, I did. I did pay the mortgage up to there for like ten years. Oh, I thought you said you lived in it for a year without. No, no, no. And I lived there for ten years, but then when I lost my job, oh, you just that, so uh, you were a squatter. You squatted. My, it was my <laughs> own that, place. Is, <laughs> yeah, my own. I squatted my own house, of course. <laughs> you know. So yeah, but uh, I don't know if that's how the bank looks at it though. <laughs> yeah, of course. I don't care what the bank thinks. That's you know? crazy, man. So, that's crazy. Yeah. So okay, so that makes sense. That at least you went to a really uh, a great place to like refine your skill. Yeah. Uh, since you said you want to go back to classes, so yeah, I think we're done with the education part. That's awesome. It's crazy how a lot of people but the thing they'll is, find this, it difficult is, to go back to college, yeah. especially after being as successful as you were. Yeah. But the thing know. is, you. You always need to go back. I mean, that's the thing that I, I feel that I, I need to go back to school right now still just because, you know. You to just, adapt. Uh, well, that, to adapt to, to, yeah, and you constantly want to always learn something, just grow Well, up. is it from the structure, though? Is it is it something about going to uh, an establishment, a school, in order to have the structure to do it as opposed to just doing it at home? I mean, everything, a lot of stuff is free online. There's a lot of courses, it's, it's, a lot, yeah. of, the, the lot of training you can do. I, I like... You having, like being in a class? I like being in an environment. It, it 
makes me focus more. It's more, okay. you know, if I'm by myself, then, you know, I'm going to distractions, distractions and not be focused in, and do other stuff. So, um, you know, I, I need to, you know, I, I know how things work for me. I know I need to make a commitment somehow either financially or sign, you know signing up for something that way there's structure behind it there's there's some accountability know, yeah, there's a there's a curriculum there's accountability that you know something i could follow through and something that gives me something measurable so um so yeah i think that's just the way it is and you know right after i started working professionally i pretty much started martial arts and that gave me the the discipline and mm -hmm. structure to kind of um what was the first martial arts you got into i started doing trolley foot uh, what? Kung Fu. Kung Fu. Oh, Kung Fu. Okay. okay. Charlie Foot is the, the, the branch of Kung Fu. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, I pretty much trained there pretty much for my whole time in San Diego while I was working. That's awesome. That'll definitely 16. keep you disciplined. Yeah. And it, I mean, it it's kept me healthy. You know, like now I don't get sick at work. I'm still after work. Um, I still try and get my workouts. I, I, you know, I make sure that I leave. I'm not staying there too late because I have to go and get my workout because you know, it's a marathon and I don't want to burn out. I need to, you know, time to do mm -hmm. things for myself and, you know, time for myself to make sure that I'm not, you know, going off the edge. You know, I get, I get the balance that I need to, to main, be able to go the long distance. That's good. So what, what type of workout are you doing that fits into your schedule right now? Well, right now, I mean, I'm pretty much uh, Mondays. I'll go and do the weights, you know, mm -hmm. um, do about an hour weights. I always start off. You know, since I'm older now, I always have to. Is this at home or is this at a no, gym? This or? Dude, there's a, I go, there's a gym at work that I go to. It's a nice little facility. They have a lot of stuff you go there, but I'll go to uh, the 24 Fitness in Hermosa Beach. Mm -hmm. It's really nice looking scenery there. So it's a good place to get motivated there. So, you know, I'll go out there and Mondays and Wednesdays are kind of like my lifting days. And then Tuesdays and Thursdays are my yoga days. So I've, I've been doing hot yoga since I moved out into LA and it was more like heard about lines. the hot yeah. yoga. Well, it was more the lines because um, a lot of the damage and a lot of like the wear and tear that I did in my body from a lot of like the high impact sports, I wanted to really focus on trying to repair my body and realign it and kind of restore it back to that's awesome. something that's, you know, maintainable and not, you know, where I don't have chronic pain anymore. So I, I started to focus on that and um, it kind of helps me open up like other parts of my inner body that I wasn't really able to open up in. So you're into parts. like the whole chakra and chi and stuff like that or oh, not yeah, so much? Yeah, yeah, no, de oh, definitely. Because that shit's real, man. Oh, yeah, definitely. You, like for me, through all my training, um, when I tested for my senior, my, my black belt in Tai Chi, because I have a black belt in Tai Chi too, um, one of the instructors that have, you know, already passed it and he's uh, been training for a while, he was just like, oh, now you're at the level to where you could self-heal yourself. And, you know, I kind of, I take that, I'm just like, okay, but I really understand what he means because you could manipulate your energy in, you know, and internally, like make adjustments on your body. Um, yeah. So no, I, I totally believe it. I totally believe in that stuff too, man. So yeah. The chakra so, stuff and uh, all the, the healing stones mm -hmm. and gyms and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah so, um, so I'll do That's the awesome. yoga with that. And then Friday is kind of like my rest day. And then Saturday and Sunday, I'll go to the beach, but I'll do a, I'll wake up, I'll do weights for about almost an hour, 45 minutes to an hour. It's a long workout. And then I'll do the yoga class right after the weights, and then I'll go play volleyball. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'll do That's that on Saturday and Sundays, too, a lot of the time. So. But you I, are. It sounds like you're making the most use out of all the hours in a day. It is. I do. I do, actually. I'm pretty pretty full, but, you know, I, I enjoy all the stuff that I do, so I can't really complain. That's awesome. In my work, you know, they, they provide food there. There's breakfast, 
you know, you could get lunch there and then they feed you dinner. So, so it sounds like you only need to be at home to go to sleep. Yeah. And then much. get up and just do everything else outside of the yeah, house. Yeah. So, so I've been pretty fortunate and I've, you know, I've met a, a lot of really talented, really cool people where I'm working now. And, uh, you know, a lot of people do their work, but you know that they're good at the, what they do, but they always have other talents that they're really good at. And when you see people do kind of their side, side talents, you're just like, yeah, you guys, you guys are freaking really talented, you know, I'm That's around, awesome. yeah, you know, you know, you're around some really quality people when just like their side hobbies, where they're just freaking. Yeah, it's yeah. good when you have people that uh, have such a high caliber for what they do yeah. and inside and outside of the office. Yeah. And that just, passion is real. Yeah, and just, you know, high caliber people in general to yeah. where, you know, they're actually, okay, you're, you know, you're actually a good lead that people will follow you and you're not actually, you know, thinking about yourself. You're actually, you know, trying to be a leader and yeah. think of putting the other projects and you know other people in front of you and um you know, and that's what you want that's what you want in a leader so that's awesome so you went from uh sony for 16 years and then you went to rare five studios yeah senior world builder so how was that transition um your is there was there a gap in there it's 2016 yeah there was actually about a year since you know so you between. took a year off well, or I you were looking for a job for a year yeah, oh wow yeah, okay and, and it was you know um luckily adam you know was mm -hmm. an art director and mm -hmm. he knew me he knew my history he you know he worked with me and he always knew that i worked hard i put out good work so he gave me a chance over there and uh um but that that time after sony that three or four years was really rough you know just not really being stable and i think red five was the longest employment in between like a year and a quarter or something like that and you know blind squirrel that was there right afterwards was only eight months so you know in that period of time that was three layoffs for me in about two or three years i would say yeah. about three years three layoffs and yeah after blind blind squirrel ended kind of roughly because yeah this is nine months yeah um they were a small company and they kind of expanded too fast to where they didn't really understand how to manage everything, their, their rapid growth and the way that I was let go really. Was it a project based thing? It was kind of outsourced stuff and I okay. was kind of helping outsource on some of the God of War st stuff there. So I, okay. I helped you know do some of the minor sculpting and stuff like that. But uh, I just felt like they, I wasn't being directed properly and mm. i was having to redo stuff and it really didn't reflect well on my you know work as an individual yeah. and you know i was more expensive too and they just ended up letting me go and yeah. it just like i just felt like i didn't really you I didn't get a chance to show your yeah, skills because i wasn't really doing creative stuff it was a lot of like contra you know, clean stuff that the other companies didn't want to do so it was uh, just okay. clean up work fixing stuff and well, let's not that. skip Red Five, man. Like that's where we met. I yeah. met you at Red Five. Yeah, yeah, man. I, I was there. I was there for six years and some change, yeah, man. Yeah, that's crazy. Dude. God, that was yeah, the longest I've the ever end. been in any yeah. place. Yeah, the end. but that was a lot of fun there. It was a lot of fun. I yeah. think um, it has a bad rep. Yeah, obviously, right? But a lot of that has stemmed from like management decisions. Oh yeah, I think. I think, you know, There's a lot of talented people that went. Through yeah, there, I think, yeah. you know, Adam was the person hiring people at the time, yeah. I think for yourself and for me. And I think he did a good job of bringing a team together yeah, yeah, because yeah. a lot of the people that were on the team, they've moved on to go to crazy oh, places yeah, and yeah, do Blizzard, crazy yeah, things. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to give them credit for that. I think there was a huge disconnect, though, um, from being there as long as I have. And I'm not bashing them at all because, you know, I was able to grow a lot there. Um, I was able to meet a lot of people there and kind of 
be able to uh, challenge myself. Mm -hmm. But man, there was a, there was a lot of uh, times where, with all the talent we had, I think the ball was dropped on allowing the artists, the programmers, the designers for us to just be creative and just let us just drive what was going on. Yeah, I think we didn't really have any, we didn't have any say. It felt like we didn't have any say, but then we didn't have any people telling us. What we shouldn't do. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was a little bit of that too. Yeah. But I think, I think, man, I mean, I, I stayed there so long because I really did feel like we got something. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. I remember the first play test that we had when uh, they sent everybody home early because they were launching and we all had these codes. We had to log in. We were doing like Sunken Harbor and it was all just a PvP. It was a one map. You load in, you play that, and that was it. There was, there was no MMO. Yeah. to it there was not all the stuff that we had when we were working on it on it mm -hmm. so i was like man this is crazy um and then it changed yeah. it all changed from there you know i think a lot of it was um people wanted to listen well, to the feedback they wanted to be like well kind of like a shooter based thing just because of the, i think you know the way the money it made and how it blew up i think they just wanted like to maybe the motivation was wrong yeah well it, well, it was a lot coming, of money there yeah, yeah so i think it was just Never really, really solidifying the design because that's always hard. You yeah, know? trying to find the right design play, design and the gameplay, and you know all designers have different ideas of what it, they think is fun. So. And there were a lot of things that came online there that were different in the industry at that time. Mm -hmm. A lot of things. I think we were like right on the cusp of doing amazing things, but we never really got that final trigger pull to go like man you know this is awesome guys i think we got i think we found our shtick mm -hmm. i don't think we got to that point i think we just kept going around listening to feedback changing things and yeah. and doing things because that was a, that was a time when uh, rust came out uh that was a time when uh daisy came out yeah. like all these games came out where we're like our game is close to what these feel like like what what are we missing you know yeah. like what's going on um so yeah, so that's crazy, man. So you're there for a year and seven months. Um, for Sony, we heard your reflect your reflection back to Sony. So at, at as a world builder at Rift Studios, it seems like you took on a kind of a different role there. So as a world builder, as opposed to like everything that you've done at Sony and and everything you did at your schools, like it sounds like you kind of went into a more focused, acute area of expertise there did you get a chance to use all your skills as a world builder or not so much well it was weird because like when i was at sony there was just environment artists it was just artists and environment artists there was no terrain editor at the time right when you got everything was built out as like uh yeah, in maya, sectional actually, pieces yeah, yeah. right yeah when i was doing my work my we were doing you know same thing in maya we were mm -hmm. actually building all the terrain in maya and yep. we were actually modeling like i had you know some techniques that i would kind of model individual pieces snap them together then run them through like a sweep them along a, a spline to get like mm -hmm. and lattice them to get like you know organic looking mountains and all this kind of stuff and it look, you know it looked good in the game and stuff like that so um so i was actually yeah we were doing everything in maya and we didn't really have train editors but i did work with some train editors because some of the other projects did eventually get train editors um, yeah we'll say uh rarefy studios they had a lot of tools i yeah. mean it was all proprietary tools that, the one terrain tool we had was actually really cool where you could actually you know sculpt and do overhang stuff it was kind of like a, a rudimentary zbrush type of stuff yeah so that was actually you know a really good tool and um yeah yeah they had a lot of stuff we had a lot of stuff going on there um but with it being proprietary and like where things are now, like I think it would have been our best interest to go right into Unreal. Yeah. Because we, I think it was, wasn't it still like Unreal Three or just starting to become Unreal Four at the time? I think it was still Three, three the Kismet. Three, yeah. 
but still i think it would have i think it would have been beneficial for us because we had a lot of art there was a lot of art created yeah, just put it in yeah, we could have just put it all in there yeah. restart it because i think that was one of the things too that um kind of got us which was you know trying to make sure that programming had enough time to get the engine where it needed to be with it being a proprietary setup and you know i think there was just a lot there was a lot of moving parts at this studio yeah it was just hard like leadership always changed and yeah you know things change with different leaderships so. yeah so at blind squirrel uh you said it was a, a smaller team it sounds like it sounds like blind squirrel was the place that they do more like um was it like movie tie-in type games or yeah, like it was, smaller it projects was, like that or a lot of different projects they had we were doing console stuff like i helped on okay. like mafia 3 and stuff like that but that was ports it, yeah it was okay, okay. ports but it was just like just like clean up stuff towards the end um you know even stuff like world building stuff to where you were just kind of like set dressing stuff you know kind of object placement and set dressing and and then you would have to kind of um abide by some of their gameplay rules of just like how things were supposed to be set up and then you know things had to be climbed and ducked under so you had to make sure like all the mechanics behind those were kind of like working properly so a lot of little like it's kind of towards loose end tying the loose ends and kind of getting the games together so it wasn't really anything like i was building stuff or making assets or kind of putting a city together really but uh you know a lot of stuff that i used to do before i wasn't able really to display over at blind scroll because we weren't really in the front end of the creative process so and it was a uh, um i think you were saying like it was in between time so like when you left was it a huge transition because sony for being there 16 years was it hard to go to the next place i know you said it was like almost a year in between going to rare five but was it a hard transition going into a new studio like mm, not really i mean if you're a social person because you, that's your first time leaving yeah. your job you know, that's I mean, sometimes it's a big deal for people. Yeah. I know people who are still at their first I, I employment mean, places. Well, I mean, I, I grew up in Santa Barbara and we moved to San Diego my senior year. I had the opportunity to, to stay in Santa Barbara and graduate there. Mm -hmm. But I, I wanted to go to a different school, a brand new mm -hmm. school my senior year mm -hmm. to be, just to be, you know, open up myself to new opportunities. Um, so I guess that was never really a fear that mm -hmm. I've had okay. of new things because um, I've been exposed before, and I think I guess I've had experiences to where I've adapted easily, and I've kind of just fit in well. So that was never really a concern. I can well. agree with that. Yeah. I think it's the sport. <laughs> I, you're, I think you're very uh, cultured. I think that's what it is. Yeah, it helps out a lot, man. Uh, you have a lot of good speaking points on like whether it's sports or just and, and traveling too. You yeah, know? yeah. Just ex the more experienced you get in life, I think you know the more yeah, you said more cultured you are, the mm -hmm. less judgmental, mm -hmm. um, and you just have, I guess, more confidence in what you're doing because you've been in, put in different situations and you know managed to make it through somehow. So, uh, so yeah, I think that's probably just that's awesome. you know just many different experiences I have. It's just pretty much didn't really. It doesn't scare me to you know get thrown into a new position and i think my personality is actually i kind of like stressful things you know i'm kind of I, I think i'm more of a, a fight fight person than flight mm -hmm. so when things do get rather rough i i actually think i perform better like i tie i have to i buckle open and i you know kind of focus more and you know try and figure out what i need to do to get things done for that objective so um that's cool so with looking at, with looking at, because um, you, I think you mentioned something about like it was like uh, the layoffs or something that happened from mm -hmm. Blind Squirrel to 
yeah. yeah five you're like that you never experienced that before oh, yeah. it was all I mean, new it was crazy because like like i said i've been fairly successful in my you know my life with, Did you have to you take know, a step back where you like the hell's going on it was crazy you know young and you know when you were young and you, things go well you know you think that you know life is going to be good smooth mm-hmm. you're going to you know achieve your goals and stuff like that but when you start hitting hurdles like this you know you really start to to second guess yourself actually that's probably what i was doing mainly mm-hmm. was second guessing myself it's like am i really you know made am i made to do this am i cut out for this industry was that your first time having those feelings in, yeah, in regards I, to yeah, like yeah, work yeah, kinda, yeah. oh wow You're wow just, yeah like before i was always just like you know i got this you know this is no problem always confident you know i could i'll freaking figure it out and take it on and you know always you know come out you know and come out well but then like you know when i wasn't getting the jobs and i was you know seeing all this stuff this work that was um better than mine and my work you know wasn't to the level that i wanted it to be you know yeah I, you know i had a lot of thoughts to where it's just like you know should i have you know stayed in school and actually been an engineer or an accountant mm. or something like that to where mm-hmm. I could get a regular job. You know, I think that happens though. It yeah. happens to everybody. Yeah, I think we like all... you get that moment when yeah, you're like, yeah. man, like, what is going on? Am I, is this why are things changing? Yeah, did so, I do something wrong? Like, what's happening? But you it's know? just yeah, you second, you start second guessing yeah, yourself. It's happens. just like you're like, you know, am I made? Am I made for this? Am I good enough? And you know, there is actually a period to where there was about three days in a row I would just wake up with anxiety. I was just like. Oh wow! And I was just like, what's, "What's going on?" And I just had to go. I would just pretty much just fill my gym clothes, go to the gym, and just work out as hard as can, run as hard as can, just you know, just to freaking get that anxiety out of me, yeah. stuff like that. And uh, um, but then, yeah, I mean, things happen for a reason. Uh, it made me, you know, really focus on you know figuring out because I, you know, I went to school for business, but did I want to do business as a profession? You know, not really. Hey, I mean, at least at least you went into it though. Yeah. I mean, like no, I, is, you had your goals. You were clear. Okay. You were saying like I want to go into business because I need to better manage my money. Yeah. So yeah, did yeah. that? Did you? Well, yeah. It's did you best, able to manage your money better? It's the best education. Okay. That, I mean, if I were to tell, and you anyone, got something to fall back on. Oh yeah. No, if I were, if someone were, I would I would tell people that was my best educational choice. Where they were to go back and you know learn business just because of what I know about the real real world mm-hmm, and the money mm-hmm. management and what is out there and how to you know how all these companies are sitting there trying to psychologically pry their money from you manipulate you know manipulate money from markets you and, yeah, yeah markets and all this kind of stuff in marketing and you know once you're kind of exposed to that you're just like well i really don't need that anymore you mm, know the material stuff. yeah i really don't need it i i mean i'm gonna buy things when i want to buy it and because i want it not because someone tells me i need it or, not because it's trending yeah yeah so so you learn you know you learn yeah. things like that and you kind of have a different outlook on on things and money and you understand what Black Friday is, and yeah. you know you understand. Uh, it's a tax on the people. <laughs> well, not really. Black Black Friday is pretty much like I was telling someone else. It's called Black Friday because in accounting, you know, in the past days, you're when you're under profitable, you write stuff in red. You know, you're in the red. You know, a lot of their accounting stuff goes in the red. But once, usually, Black Friday is usually towards the end of the year when a lot of the companies hit their profit margin. So everything around, you know, that time of the year. November, December is 
from then on is profit. So they are able to, they're in the black, so they're able to mark things down, you know, whatever they want. Oh, so it doesn't them. matter when they give away like a thousand TVs because they're like, hey, if all these TVs we're, are gone, we're, we're making money. We're already in the profit. So uh, we're trying to, yeah, just get rid of it. Gotcha, so that's gotcha, why it's kind of. Gotcha. And that's every year. Yeah. Oh, God. So it's just like, yeah, a lot of companies from the beginning of the year, they're in the red to a certain part of the year when they make their profit and they're finding the black. So that's why they kind of, you know. Oh, wow. So, you know, you learn. So that's little. to clear out inventory then pretty much and yeah. to make money at the same time because yeah. they're like, we don't care about these TVs, even though there's like, 4K TVs. Yeah. That's but, crazy. Yeah, so we're in profit. You know, we could get rid of these, you know, to the present that we need to and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah. knowledge, education, and stuff like that. And, That's cool, man. You know, so, yeah, you learn little stuff about that, little things in, and how the world works. And, um, you know, you just are able to make a little bit more edu- educated decisions. Yeah. So, so that was That's the main pretty thing. That's pretty cool. And then... Uh, and then you went to Lightstorm. We're back at we're back at where we started. Yeah, and it was crazy how it worked out because you know it's what I wanted to do, and mm-hmm. you know the the missus uh, she started working as a flight attendant. That's what she does now. Okay. So she ended up, you know, when I was at Blind Scroll and all this kind of stuff, she ended up getting a job as a flight attendant, and she had to go to work. To training at LAX. Or? LAX. Okay. She, she's a that's her main Jap- hub. Yeah. She, luckily, she's Japanese. She was able to get you know get a job as a speaker. Oh, perfect. So she was able to bilingual. So that yeah, helped. So she was able lot. to jump over the whole. There was like two people. There's like a waiting line to get into LAX, like 200 people, and she mm-hmm. was able to to hop everybody just because she was the speaker. And that's so awesome. She was getting stationed in LA, so you know I was looking for work. You know I was looking through Creative Heads. You know the little mail in that you get through mm-hmm. the email on mm-hmm. you know Creative listings and stuff. Like yeah. That. And I was you know I'm just like well started applying for jobs in LA you know since you know she's up in that area um and I just started sending out you know resumes and then you know I just saw this thing confidential studios I'm like oh studios named confidential studios all right whatever I'm, yeah. I'm an idiot you know it's yeah. just, it's just, what are y'all working on <laughs> yeah it's you know it's confidential I mean yeah. not the name of the studio it's just fucking, yeah so I'm just oh 3d modeler so I just submitted you know a resume um and you know I think like three days later I get a phone call hey we got your resume you know, we think we, you know, we, we could use you, uh, but we can't really talk on the phone. If you want to um, come down to L.A., we're in Manhattan Beach in Santa India, you know, we'll, we're freaking, we'll talk to you. I'm just like, uh, I have a haircut appointment tomorrow, so if you don't mind me, you know, coming in with messy hair, I'll come in tomorrow. So, like, yeah. yeah, you know, just a little That's bit cool. of a joke and stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, and then, yeah, so I just canceled the hair appointment and went in, and it wasn't really even long of an interview i mean it was more of an interview it was only like an hour and a half and was it like they knew what they were looking for or or were they not in the industry and they were just like oh this think, is the guy no i think they kind of knew what they were looking for but i think they it was kind of weird because i think they kind of just look for someone that they could they, they how they read and how they could get along i think they were mm. more basing it upon like you know their social aspects because they're as- trying to build a team it yeah. sounds like they're okay. building a team and you're you know we're confined in the area for like 10 to 12 hours a yeah. day so you need to have you know people that could work well together Make sure and, people can jail yeah and and you know they wanted to you know get the right people and you know it's fun the people that I work around with are fun every day and you know i i started this thing to where um it was back in the days too where it, it started off from like back when i started i i had this carrot and i some guy that I was working with, I threw it in his coat pocket, you know, and and it became a thing to where I, you know, one of these days he's walking, he, he freaking reached in his pocket, so what the hell is this? You know, some freaking wrinkly old carrot. So it was like kind of. Oh, like, it was a real carrot. Yeah, it was a. Carrot, oh god, you know? I thought so, you. I thought it was so, like some kind of plush toy no, no, or something. No, no, it was like, no, just you know, totally, you know. So I, you know, that would started sparked like a little prank that I started doing. So I started hiding stuff around people's desks. Now, uh, you know, at my desk, there's like there, James Cameron is a big like 
organic, you know, plant-based food, you know, advocate and stuff like that. Oh, okay. So there was like these uh, meat sticks, you know, the beef sticks, and I picked one up. I thought it was like, some protein, some meat, so I was gonna eat later. I picked it up and looked at it, and I'm just like. It's fucking plant-based. I'm not, I don't want to eat this shit. It was like a soy stick or something. Yeah, right? soy stick. Like, what the fuck is this shit? So I, I, mean, I was like, oh, fuck, I want to eat it. So I started like, do you know what to do? So I started hiding it, you know, around. Oh, like, my you God. Know, it doesn't go bad or nothing, right? It's like just like a little know. I mean, concentrated. We, we, it's, it's been there for like a month and a oh half. Oh, my been, God. So it's, it's, it's hidden somewhere. Someone has it right now. That's and hilarious. Yeah, so, I mean, it's crazy stuff. You know, one of the guys, well, like, they didn't play the, the game, right? Because they were hiding it, and they were just hiding it, and places that you wouldn't look and you go, oh you didn't fight i'm like well i'm not gonna look there you, you know you got to put it to where someone in you know unexpectedly grabs it like, what the fuck you know and all this kind of stuff so um so they started doing that you know and yeah but did you say hey that's my carrot you're like oh you found my carrot no but they knew it was for me i just oh, i would just okay, start okay. laughing you know they, they see it and i just when you're seeing me dying they're just hilarious. laughing and, so oh now it's God. just like, you know, we sabotage. Prankster. And, yeah, so, you know, so it's kind of fun. We have yeah. guys that we could do that with the work. And, yeah. You know, so um, so it's it's fun. It's, it's you know, they, they try to build a family. So, yeah. everybody, you know, people hang out together. You've and been there for two years, too. Yeah, just you, so today is actually really my, it's my actual anniversary. anniversary. Yeah. Congratulations, man. Thanks, man. That's awesome. Thanks. Yeah, and, and thanks for being here on your anniversary. On your uh, anniversary. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome, dude. So, yeah, it's been, it's been good. Uh, and it's crazy because, you know, they decided, you know, they wanted, they liked me. And it took about a month and a half to actually get hired through the process. Oh, the wow. Paper. So it took a little while, and I yeah. wasn't, I didn't think they wanted me. Well, it sounds like they were planning up to do big things, you know? So I think they were well, supposed to they, make sure they got yeah, the right well, person. Yeah, well, when they interviewed me, they're like, well, this project's going to be about eight and a half years. So Wow. Yeah. So Dude. Like, Jackpot. Yeah. So I was okay. And then, like, it's crazy because it's like, you know, they had the orientation, and they have, like, their own screening room. And they brought me in there, and they showed some clips of, like, the old, you know, Avatar gun-cut scenes for, like, the orientation and all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. And then they, um, you know, showed some scene of Alita, what they were back in, the, you know, two years ago when they just, mm-hmm. like, were getting the green light for it and all this kind of stuff, and they were talking about it. And I was just sitting there going, how the fuck did I get here, dude? How the hell? What it's what I, you wanted. I'm just like, but how did It's I like get you had to go through all this crazy stuff. Yeah, but it's just like, how? why am I here? How did I get here? I mean, this is what I wanted to do, but... How the f- yeah, how the fuck That's is this? Awesome. Yeah, why am I here? All this crazy stuff, all these ups and downs that I went through, all this, you know, things of feeling like I didn't, you know, I wasn't good enough to be in. And all of a sudden, I'm, you know, here I'm seeing, you know, these, these stars. These, these no, are like I'm these seeing, are mega yeah, stars. I'm seeing man. these ideas from freaking the the you know most biggest you know movie maker there is right now. And and it was just like, yeah, you know, so things do you know happen, and um, you don't have to always spend all that money to go to a, a famous art school and like for me i'm lucky because i paid for all my schooling on my own no debt no debt no for debt. school anyway right? i didn't even ask my parents for money That's so awesome. um so it's really good i i it, you know i have money in the bank i have savings i have you know, a vacation property and stuff like that so. oh man you're back on the the property bandwagon you not well, buying no, a no, bunch no, of properties no, no. It was okay you're like things are good again no, i'm no. going right back to to the housing market <laughs> no it was the one it was the one property that was able to maintain <laughs> oh, okay okay so it was okay. the one that i kept from back then so um so i've maintained that and uh so yes so um so things are doing all right you know I'm, that's I'm awesome man happy and uh that's pretty good so yeah so yeah so you know that's my kind of message is that you don't you don't have to go to a school and spend all the money you yeah. like i would tell people to you know get the videos take some of the online courses and there's a lot of um 
resources as resources out there you just got to be disciplined you just got to you know make yourself go through it and take some classes because you know that's where you make connections that's where you meet other networking people. and stuff you like network that and, and be patient be patient and and don't be a, a prick you yeah. know be be approachable be yeah. friendly uh and teach people too like that's one of the things that you know a lot of people when they get to a point they they get a little um they're not a, they don't have a good self-esteem mm -hmm. and they don't want to teach people and uh you know they hold information they don't teach stuff but you know just teach people you know be be helpful because they're gonna i mean when you open yourself like that when you help other people people are going to help you back and that's just how it goes when you're you know closed off and dick no one's going to want to help you so you know be helpful try to help other people help other people get jobs because they're going to be helping you too your managers your bosses they're not going to help you as much when you're trying to find a job it's going to be the people that you connect with the, the colleagues that you've had experiences you know in your past careers and stuff like that in school and work and stuff like that. those are the people that are actually you know really gonna you know put their hands out and really help you not the people that are you know sitting on their you know behind their desk with the high salaries and stuff like that they don't have time for that or they don't care as much a lot of times so um so that's you know the one thing is just really you know be good to your co-workers and try to you know teach the younger people to um so yeah it's just it's it's karma It'll that's a back. good message man that's yeah. good that's good so and and then also always try to better yourself too you know if you're not bettering yourself you're not going to be able to help other people better themselves too so yeah. um, it's good to find that it's it's good to find your passion but it's also good to find something outside of work yeah so that you're not you it's hard to stay a thousand percent in work like coming home and you're working oh, yeah. going you, back you, to work and you're no, working you, 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 yeah you, you gotta do out. something you, else. you need you need an escape you need to to be able to step away and do something else to where you don't even think about anything at work yeah. to where when you go back to work you feel passionate about it because mm -hmm. you know you're not thinking about it all the time you're like yeah. waiting to go back to work yeah. there's times when i'll take off like those three-day weekends that we've had recently yeah. and stuff i'm just like Monday night, I'm like, oh, man, I'm so excited about getting back to work tomorrow. Yeah. I, I, it's like you got that creative juices. The oh, yeah. tank is full. I'm yeah, ready yeah, to yeah. go to work and just spill it all out into what yeah, I got to yeah. do. Yeah, so, yeah, so, you know, when we're busy and, you know, they give me something cool I got to make, yeah, I'm always, you know, ready. You know, I get into work. And I'm just, you know, from the get-go working and stuff like that. And, um, and when you're there, you know, be as productive as you can and then go home. Yeah. Don't take your work home, you know. Yeah. You need your your own time, but you know when you're there, you know just crank out, be as productive as you can, and then you know take your time that you need to do on your own. So that's, that's awesome. kind of the message that I'm sending here, or that I want to kind of portray. That's too, pretty so. cool, man. That's good, and that's that's the whole premise of what I'm trying to do here, of like giving back. You know, yeah. I, there's a lot of times, and I haven't even talked about this yet, but there's a lot of times where I was trying to figure out how can I give back. You know, and I'm not talking about just with money. Like I, I'm a donator. I, yeah. A lot of people know that I give money. You know, whatever. Oh, that's, that's awesome. But it's one of those things where I was like, I don't want to go work for a school. I don't want to be an employee for someone else to be like, oh, well, you got to teach this. When I'm like, I got almost 20 years experience. I want to be able to just give that back. And so when I had this idea, I was like, this would be the best way for me to do it. I know a lot of people in the industry that can also help out in telling their story, like what you're doing here, which I am greatly thankful for. And I oh, appreciate. I appreciate the, the, you know the opportunity to tell my story and uh, hopefully, you know, give someone that, you know, motivation to go, hey, if that guy did it, then, you know, because for me, 
you know, I don't tell much people this, but you know, I am an immigrant. I was actually, mm -hmm. you know, a boat person from you know a the boat person. Yeah, <laughs> from the, yeah, pretty much from the war. You know, the, the, one of those. The, uh, I was a war refugee, actually. Oh wow! So yeah, I'm pretty much. You know, there's a story that we were actually kind of stuck out in the south, you know, South China Seas for about three weeks. You know, before oh, wow. you know, we got picked up by. A, a Chinese commercial fishing boat. So how old um, were you? Did you? I was only like three years old. Oh, you were so, three. So yeah. someone told you about what happened. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. But you know, that was you know leaving a communist country back. You know, back after the war and stuff. Oh wow, like that. man! I so, didn't know that. Uh, yeah. So you know, pretty much we came to this country with nothing. So, yeah. Um, so yeah. You so, came to this country with nothing. You built up that dream in twenty some years. And That's awesome. Yeah. Now, yeah. Now I'm doing it. So, uh, so yeah. So, That's awesome, um, man. So it's possible. It sure is possible. It's possible, you know. So that's what I want to, you know, tell people out there. You know, just keep on dreaming. You know, keep on plugging away. Keep on working hard. Uh, and then, you know, when the opportunity comes, we can just go for it. You just gotta dive in and then go. And and if you don't know completely what you're doing, just go in there and just continue to learn, ask questions. Uh, you know, be humble and, you know, even though if you have a lot of experience, you know, don't always talk about it. You know, just go there. Be humble, and then gradually just work. Do your you work. work, and then gradually your, you know, your skills and, um, you know, your knowledge will shine, will show. You know, they'll see it. So, that's awesome. So we already know where you're going to be for the next six years. So have you? Are you still looking beyond that? Like ten years from now, twenty years from now, what do you plan on doing? I mean, with your business background, it seems like you can. I'm trying to put your. I'm trying to save money. Like I've gotten to the point to where I'm gonna. Are we going to see Vu Studios or something in the future? Is that, is that what we're talking work. about? No, you know what? <laughs> My next goal is to take some acting classes. Yeah. And I want to see if if there's anything in front of the camera. So you want to be on the screen. That's the It was kind of another dream, but I don't know. I'm kind of I don't know how well I'm looking on the camera nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, you're fine. You're fine. So so yeah, so we'll see, you know. And if you get you can get uh James Cameron as a credit. So it's like yeah, I know. I mean, that's win, 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 win. It's, it's about the networking, you know. Yeah. If, you know, you know the guy making the decision at the top, you know. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I figured if I'm already there, my foot's in it, why yeah. not just, you know. Just keep go, that relationship yeah, going and just go you never the, know what's going to happen. Just go for the dream. Put the, put the idea out there and just, you know, and just work hard at, you know, obtaining it. And, uh, you know, you never know. Opportunities could happen. So. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. Well, cool. Well, I want to say thank you very much. Yeah. I think we cover everything. That's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. fun. Um, great conversation. Yeah, man. It's awesome meeting you at Red Five and then stay in touch, man. We played, we played what frisbee together. Yeah, we played fun basketball, basketball together. Yeah. God, man, soccer, it's good times. Too, good soccer. Yeah. It's good times. Good times. Yeah, man. I remember. I remember when uh, we went to go play soccer with the the guy, the CEO yeah. of the company at the time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we took a long lunch, and he bought out the soccer field for like oh, what three hours or yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And we were out there playing, and then Vu turns over, and Vu okay. is like, "Oh my god!" And he's like, "Oh my my calf, my calf!" And I'm like. What are you doing? Yeah. What are you rolling on the floor? I, I thought yeah. he was trying to hog all the attention or something. And just, the dude's calf was swelling yeah. up. He cramped up on the on the field. I man. was just like one time I, I you know I was starting to sprint. It was towards the end. I started to actually kind of you know put a little bit of effort because I was trying to play in Austin. I would just contract <laughs> and Austin. My leg just wouldn't stop contracting. I was like, what the hell is wrong with you? Stop it! You know. I was like, what are you doing? Yeah. And then you're like, my calf, my calf, my calf. <laughs> and and I was just doing all this weird. I didn't like, know. I didn't know what to do. I was yeah. kind of in shock because. 
he he was like Vu is a very muscular dude. I don't know if you can tell from his shirt. Vu is a very muscular dude. So he's laying on the ground, and you just see him like oh, like hulking out, yeah. seizing up, and his calf is swelling what, up so yeah. much, and it's not. It wasn't uncontracting, and I was like, "What is going on? Yeah. I've never seen a muscle just Tighten, expand like, and expand yeah. and expand." And I'm like, "His calf ain't that big," you know. And then, <laughs> but then I started seeing it get like large, yeah. and I was like, "What?" Is, and then that's when I think Zhang ran over. He was like, "What are you doing? You gotta help him out." Yeah, and so stretching it and stuff. Like I that. actually like uh, stretched his uh, his foot and his pulled his foot forward yeah. for him. Man, it was crazy times. It was crazy. Dude. That was crazy. Yeah, How huh? long did it take for you to recover after that? I never. I don't. I've never Cramped cramped up, up like that. Yeah, neither have I. That was like the worst cramp I've ever had. It took probably about two hours afterwards. Two, two hours. Yeah, I felt you know started to feel normal again and stuff like that. And then you were there when I got Henry elbowed me in the chin. Yes. Up. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and God. it was funny because like. You know, they had the kegs there and stuff like that. And I just, you know, Jared, you know, he works with me now. I got him a job. Oh, that's at, awesome. Yeah, so he sits right next to me. We goof off all the time. And I'm that's the, you awesome. know, so I'm side, teasing man. him and, and giving him sausages. And, you yeah, know, yeah. So yeah. Pulling out the sausages. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But yeah, but it's funny because, like, you know, we were starting to drink. And I'm like, hey, Jared, I need a, I need a ride to the freaking hospital and back. And, and when, we, when I freaking... Called him to pick me up, I'm like, bring me a beer. So he's freaking, you know, he goes to the king and he would yeah, pour yeah. me, you know, pour me a beer and he'd That's freaking, awesome. would pick me up from the freaking hospital with a beer and, you know, freaking driving back to work, you know, with freaking stitches and a beer and all oh, this man. kind of stuff. So yeah, it was good times. That's crazy. You know? Was the stitches, was the stitches from basketball or was that from the same, that wasn't from the same day? No, it was from the basketball. From okay, Henry, that's what I thought. Yeah, Henry just went, and oh, freaking, God. and then I started to play and they're like, oh, you're bleeding. I'm just like, oh shit. I went and looked in the, the yeah, mirror. You're a tough little dude, man. You're tough. Like, so you're tough so yeah but that was fun that was a lot that's of fun crazy yeah those was, was really good times yeah. i i have not been able to find that since i mean that's the one thing about red five too like there was a lot of people who did a lot of stuff outside yeah. of work and like we had it on the regular we were going oh, yeah. frisbee mm-hmm. every other day and then we were doing basketball and then and we did the tournaments time, yeah, and the tiki time and all this kind of, yeah it was a it was a very pro there were culture up and downs yeah. that the studio had but when the culture was up it was like amazing. Yeah, basketball tournaments. Were it was fun, amazing. Dude. Everybody was coming together. Yeah. It was like when everybody got back into the office, everybody knew what to do with their work, and we were yeah. just like, "Oh man, it's time to go play." Your yeah. team ready? Is your team ready? We gonna do this? It was so. Fun. It was a lot of fun. It was, it was I a mean, lot of fun. And nobody had egos. That, I think that was the best part. Well, it was. Is, yeah, we we'll play with computer people. So yeah, you know, we're just like, <laughs> yeah. freaking people bouncing the ball off each other's foot and all this yeah. kind of stuff. And you know, just oh, it was just it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Good times, good times, but man, I do appreciate you being here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, thank you very much. Uh, I hope you guys have learned something new, and that's what we got. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was fun. Awesome, man. Thanks for being here. Yeah, maybe another time. Awesome.